Welcome to our Forever Young Podcast, where we chat about ways to keep our bodies and minds young, because you're never too old to become younger. My name is Christiana Eggy. And my name is Sherry Marichu. Hello, Christiana. How are you doing? Awesome. Thanks for asking. How about you? I am well. I'm happy. Are you happy? Always. I try to always keep myself happy despite the ups and downs of life. And I always tell my daughter that we have to make our own happiness. It comes from within, not without. (laughs) You cannot depend on anyone to make you happy. Why do you ask? Well, I recently came upon this Harvard study. It's a long-term study of happiness. And I thought it might be a really fun topic to discuss. Absolutely. Sounds very interesting. It is. So, okay, let's invite our friends to lace up their shoes, grab their water bottle, and join us as we talk about the happiness study. So, Christiana, we talk a lot about relationships and how to stay forever young, right? Right. So Harvard University had a 75 plus year study on happiness and some really amazing lessons regarding what makes a good long life. You've triggered my curiosity. Let's get this going. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So let me give you a little bit of a background on the study. So the study began in 1938 And it included 268 Harvard men, all sophomores. And after following these men for about 80 years as part of the Harvard study for adult development, it became one of the world's longest studies of adult life that includes both physical and mental health. So as the study continued, they added Boston inner city residents along with the children from the original study group, grandchildren of the study group, and eventually the wives of the men in the study. (laughs) And you may be asking, (laughs) why it took so long for the women? Everyone, yeah, pets and everyone. (laughs) (laughs) But what's interesting is that when the study began, Harvard was an all-male university. I don't know if you knew that. Long, long, long time ago. (laughs) That's right. So over the years, researchers studied the participants' health trajectories and their broader lives, you know, their triumphs, their failures, and their careers and marriage. And then they found some really startling lessons. So the most surprising finding is that our relationships and how happy we are in our relationships have a powerful influence on our health. And so there it is, Christiana. We talk about it all the time, right? But there, here's a study that proves it over time following people. So what do you think? It definitely confirms most of our previous discussions. Remember when we discussed the blue zones and how community was so important in their longevity? Yeah. And also, you know, community engagement not only impacts our mental health, it impacts our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. So having positive relationships adds a spring to your steps and also gives us purpose. And, you know, having a purpose in life, you know, just fuels your mental and physical well-being. 
because it keeps you going. You have something to look forward to. And people don't have purpose. They eventually, you know, slowly, slowly just pass away. <laughs> that is why, like, a lot of people will work. And it's like they were never sick one day. Then they retire. And within the year, they are dead. It's so true. It's so crazy. No, it's really important. I know. Purpose is so important. Like we were just talking about my mom and I returning from vacation and me telling you, like, she's right back into life. You know, she's like seeing her friends, going out for lunches, having meetings. She still has purpose, which is really amazing. That's awesome. So you so, can bet you live to be 120 years old. <laughs> I hope she's just as independent. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> I keep reminding her to build that muscle and eat the protein. <laughs> yes. Purposeful movement, right? That's right. That's right. As we say, taking care of our body is very important, but tending to our relationships is also a form of self-care as well. And the study revealed that close relationships, more than money or fame, is what kept people happy throughout their lives. And so I think that we have really learned this, I guess it's been like, you know, top of mind since the pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. So many people were left alone during those really difficult months. And so many people were left without the closeness that our bodies and our minds crave. And now we understand that our bodies and our minds need. You know, I would say don't even remind me of the negative impact of the pandemic. (laughs) The mental health crisis that we are dealing with in North America right now is attributed in a large extent to this pandemic negative impact, like the senseless killings, meaningless crimes, you know, people pushing other people into the subway tracks, throwing things on people on the, on the buses. My daughter is actually scared to take public transportation. Sometimes yeah. she goes to school, but she's a student. You can't afford it to do it right. every day. And I worry, I wor- really worry for her. So all these fallout from... The, the isolation that the pandemic brought upon us. So many people are suffering from burnout, anxiety, and many other types of mental illnesses. The worst part was the impact on seniors living in, fi- in facilities because yeah. the isolation did a number on them. They declined, they developed a lot of mental health issues. A lot of people even died. You know, and I'm really, really grateful to God that Alexis Lodge did not have to endure any of that because Alexis Lodge is a congregate setting and we always had the opportunity to congregate and have social engagements. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's so important. Like the stories that we were were hearing coming out of the homes and even people in hospitals, right? Like same thing. They were isolated. They were unable to be with their loved ones. And some of them were at end of life and they couldn't, you know, be with the people that they love the most. So many people died without, you know, having that comfort from their family members. It was through iPads and so 
so many nurses and doctors were traumatized. A lot of people have left the profession, actually, because it was such an ugly, ugly pandemic. And it's not fully gone, but thank God it's gradually, gradually letting up. Yeah. I mean, no, it's not fully gone at all because, you know, having just been in Asia, there were lots of places we still needed to wear masks and public transportation being one of them. And it was really interesting to see that still. Meanwhile, you know, you're back here in North America. And for most people, it seems like the pandemic never happened, right? Well, you know what? I'm still living in the world where I have to wear masks and facial sometimes. <laughs> and when I get a report from public health, there are still so many facilities that are in outbreak. Oh, it's so so my world is like that. Like, you know, yeah. I go to meetings and I'm the only person with masks. And I, I, I'm really, you know, comfortable doing that because mm-hmm. I have to protect my residents and my staff as well. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the most important thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's get back to the study because it was all about happiness. <laughs> yes, but this pandemic is putting it down. I know, I know. It's supposed to be a podcast on happiness. Okay. Yes. So, another amazing revelation from the study was that several studies found that people's level of satisfaction with their relationships at the age of 50 was a better predictor of physical health than their cholesterol levels were. So that may be a very strong statement, but I just want to say like, you know, it's interesting to see that a study showed that how happy and satisfied you are with your relationships and your marriage, your friends, your children at age 50 was a better predictor of your physical health than cholesterol levels. Yeah. Remember how I often say that you cannot withdraw without depositing. So you have to have deposited something into Mm -hmm. your bank. And so if you're happy and you're not rich and miserable, right? <laughs> your family, you want to live to be 100. You you definitely will look after yourself. You do all the right things, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I can see how that can happen. And also at the risk of sounding controversial, just having high cholesterol is not without any comorbidity will not kill you. It is, you know, the other things that you have alongside that, that would do harm to you. And, you know, having a positive uh, family relationship, you you definitely just have that much better chance at longevity. Stress is the number one killer. So if you are stressed, I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how beautiful, how athletic or whatever you are, you are doomed because yes. that is why people drop dead every day in, in the gyms. And sometimes some research even show that the couch potatoes live longer than a lot of these health fanatics, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it's unfortunate, but Notwithstanding, though, we should really pay close attention to those numbers, your blood pressure, your cholesterol, your blood sugar levels. And of course, remember your age. You know, even though a lot of us women try to pretend or hide our age, (laughs) it's like you see catches up, right? (laughs) There, There was this joke I read. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to do it justice. 
they said, this lady said, every health literature she read or magazine, they were always talking about numbers, your age and cholesterol. And she goes, her new year resolution was to stop reading, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So I really hope that, you know, we do keep an eye on those numbers and try and be sociable and have people around us and be happy because... yeah. I mean, of course, like, I'm not saying that just because you have strong relationships, but high cholesterol, you know, that you're going to live to be 120. I mean, of course, you have to take into account your whole health. And that's something that we also talk about all the time, right? Just because you eat salad and avocados doesn't mean, (laughs) doesn't mean you're healthy, right? You could do that and be stressed. Exactly. And you you could could do do that that. And you're not sleeping. Like, yeah. I'm not going to name names. Or not drink water or not exercise, yeah. right? So it's that buffet of things <laughs> that you have to do to be healthy, you know? I love how you use the word buffet. <laughs> yeah, mm. everyone knows what that is, right? <laughs> Here's another find, Christiana. The researchers also found that marital satisfaction has a protective effect on people's mental health. So part of the study found that people who had happy marriages in their 80s reported that their moods didn't suffer on the days that they had physical pain. But those who had unhappy marriages felt both more emotional and physical pain. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) I just think it's so interesting. Like, you know, like your relationships feed into how you feel. And I think people forget that. I think we forget the importance of our friendships and our family, like the closeness that we share with others, right? And look at it this way. When you're in your 50s, between 50s and 80s, your children are grown up. You are an empty nester. And if your partner is making like, (laughs) (laughs) you develop so many symptoms because you've been burnt out, right? That's right. Get rid of them. (laughs) Right. Get a new purpose in life and be healthy. (laughs) We've talked about it before. People with strong social support experience less mental deterioration as they age. Absolutely. Right. So when we talk about the importance of friendships and strong, close relationships, it's not just about going out to get coffee. Right. It's also about staying mentally healthy and good relationships don't just protect our bodies. They protect our brain. And the other thing, too, if you live to be 80, 90, you find that you've lost most of your family members. You've lost most of your friends. It's it's lonely. That is depressing. (laughs) Not really. It's a fact of life because at that point, you have to be mentally proactive to get out there, to to engage, to go to clubs like programs, not not a a (laughs) nightclub. Not the nightclub? No, no. (laughs) Do do something and get involved and volunteer. I'm telling you, I have a lot of friends, not because uh, I guess through my engagement with Alexis Lodge, but also outside of Alexis Lodge, my friends that are in their 80s and 90s that are so healthy and active is because they actually do so much for themselves. 
do gardening, they shovel their snow, they go out, they go on trips. I actually worry about a friend of mine. She's throughout this pandemic. Now she's sort of self-isolating. She doesn't want to go out. You know, she she went through this period of depression. But I told her, I said, you know, I think you are depressed. You should talk to your doctor. She's slowly yeah. coming out of it, but she's just not herself. So it, it it's been really hard on people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, I hope you enjoyed this little information session on happiness. <laughs> I mean, whenever I come across information like this, I just think it solidifies everything that we're trying to share on our Forever Young podcast. And I just wanted to share it with you and our friends. Thank you so much, Sherry, because when you are happy, you are healthy and you you can be forever young, right? Which is the whole point of this podcast. The other thing is you can, money cannot buy happiness. No. So like, again, you have to make your own. You don't need anyone to make you happy. You have to look for things, look for ways, you know, no matter what is happening. Life is tough. I mean, for everyone. And there was this section, I think I've mentioned this before, that I attended. Even if you're really sad and you cannot smile, just lifting the corners of your mouth with your hands gives your brain a message that you are smiling. Oh, wow. Okay. So anything, just, you know, go for it. I'm going to do that to people. Yeah. <laughs> people that are serious, just grab them by the cheeks. Well, if they punch you, don't call me, okay? <laughs> but definitely, this is a fantastic study. And I'm really glad that you shared it with us. And it's a good reminder to everyone that maintaining a balance in our physical, mental, psychological, social, and emotional well-being it's very important. So the happier you are, the longer you live. Right, Sherry? That's right. <laughs> and I'm Sherry Marie Chu. See you next time on Forever Young. Until then, keep smiling because you're never too old to become younger. The Forever Young podcast is created and produced by Christiana Eggy and Sherry Marie Chu. And it is produced and engineered by Elise Hill. The podcast represents our opinions and those of our guests. The content should not be taken as medical advice. It is for informational purposes only. And because each person is so unique, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Special thanks to the Ella Accelerator for bringing Christiana and Sherry together. If you like the show, please tell your friends and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. New episodes are available every other Wednesday. Have questions? Email us at ourforeveryoungpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram and Facebook under Our Forever Young Podcast. Thank you for listening. <laughs>